Welcome to the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast, insight and training from leaders around our network. Here's your host, Ian Bird. Hello, everyone. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our LifeLinks Leadership Podcast. In May, we released our first edition with special guest Dave Wells, our network leader. He talked about what it means to have a pioneering spirit. And I appreciate all the positive feedback we've received so far and want to encourage all our listeners to subscribe on iTunes or Podbean. It'd also be very helpful if you could share this via social media so more more people in our network and beyond become aware of this new initiative. So as I stated in our first podcast, there's lots of hidden treasure in our network when it comes to leadership insight and acumen, and our goal is to uncover that wisdom and share it with you. Now this month, I'm privileged to have with me Kevin Beeson. He's the lead pastor of River City Church in Lewiston, Idaho, and a fellow member of the LifeLinks Apostolic Council. Kevin's been on staff at River City since 1994 and lead pastor for nearly eight years. I got to say to you, he's one of the most knowledgeable, well-read people I know, and I'm confident we'll all learn much from today as we talk about how to navigate change. Kevin, welcome to our podcast. Hey, thanks so much, Ian. It's it's a privilege to be here and and just to share uh, what's going on in life and ministry. And so, yeah, thanks for having me great no you bet it i'm i'm really looking forward to this discussion because you know based on our previous chats uh, i know that uh, your church is kind of in a transitional season right now and so i think you're probably better than anyone else as it were in this in this moment to kind of help us maybe figure out how to navigate change so my question first of all for you would be um you know maybe tell us a little bit of the, the history or story of river city and then kind of what's the new direction you're looking to press into right now. Yeah, thanks. Sure. I the story is, you know, just a little history that we the congregation has been in existence for, for many, many years, but it was in the it was in the nineteen ninety eight that we we merged with uh Fifth Street Fellowship. It was pastored by Pastor Hugh Laybourne. And in that in that season we we were probably we had about three hundred people uh, that would it would have called two two fifty to three hundred people would have called River City their home. We became River City Church at that point, and um, and and I was involved in all that. That merge was an amazing thing that God did there. Our youth were really connected and merged, and then the adults were uh, kind of came in came in behind and got on board. The youth were already there. They were we were one congregation with uh, with Pastor Hugh and Rhonda's church. And anyway, so really great great stories and memories back there and some challenging things with change that happened in that year, in those years. But as we, as we merged and we started to grow as a congregation in the the late nineties and early two thousands and, um, and probably it was, it would have been about, uh, 2006, seven, eight in that range that, uh, we were, you know, we really, we're like, you know, we need to find a bigger space, a bigger building uh, to house the number of people that the guy was bringing us. And so we began to look for, for property and just have those conversations. We, uh, as part of the mid 2000s, we went, you know, went to two or three service. We had two services and we tried three for a while. And so we've, we've done lots of change. We still do two services on a Sunday. We have uh, just current, current stats are we have about 500 people. Uh, since January, our numbers is about 500 people on an average Sunday. But 
one of the challenges, Ian, is that we've got like 20 parking spaces uh, <laughs> on site, and we have some street parking. We're in a neighborhood area, you know, so of course we have street parking, but uh, our sanctuary seats 300, which is pretty decent size, but the building is 1924 building. Uh, when the kids come, we have to put the, all the kids have to go in the basement, which is you know sort of like taboo to Americans anyway. You know, you're, I mean, you're going to shove my kids in the basement and take care of them. Well, what? You know, our seats are our seats are the original seats from 1924. They're wooden seats, fold up stadium style, stadium style seats, but uh, they're skinny. The average girth of an American has increased quite quite. Quite a bit <laughs> since 1924. <laughs> We're pleasantly plump down here in America, and uh, anyway, so you know, so so we've had some challenges there, and I mean, they're good problems, you know. So we so we started looking for space, and anyway, but you know, change is hard. It's just hard, and and we're in a city, a small community that's kind of landlocked. So anyway, we we continue to battle this thing, and the most recent. Thing we we raised money uh, three years ago because we knew we needed more money to get a building or, or find something remodeled or buy some land and build something. So God's blessed us. We we've got some money in the bank to eventually have a have a space. But um, but you know it's and what's challenging I think in in this season has been it's it's never all it's never about the building ultimately. It's 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 about people. It's about souls. It's about reaching the hurting, right. and broken, yes. and far from God. Mm-hmm. You know so. It's. I think for me, uh, you can say, "Wow, we, we've got a big problem, or we need more space," which is which is a challenge. But ultimately, you don't want to get so focused on a building or so focused on, uh, you know, just just growth in general that you forget that it's about the people, it's about the souls. And so, anyway, so that's that's a tension you got to manage. But uh, anyway, that that where we sit right now, it's this is June, uh, end of June of 2017, and we. We've got some money in the bank, a good chunk of money, more than we had three years ago, and um, and we're looking for space, but nothing's come open. So over the last year and a half, we've said, okay, what are the options? We don't have a place to go. Uh, it doesn't appear that's opening up, so what do we do? And so anyway, that's that's a. I can give you the next steps of the story, but uh, is there anything from that that just kind of hits you that you think, man, maybe I should – tell you more about that part of the story or? yeah well i mean i can just concur you know having been down there i've been down to uh, lose a few times and actually uh most recently march you know we got to go down there and hang with you right. and shelly val and i and yeah, yeah i mean great you, you know that's a, yeah it was a, it was an awesome time and and your venue i mean it's true it i i think you guys have done really well using what you have but there's no doubt i mean it's from the 20s it's very clear and I could see just being there, you know, how, how limiting, I mean, 20 parking spots, you know, I mean, these are, these definitely, uh, you know, go against church growth standards of the day. So uh, I think you've done really well, but no, I, I, I think you've done a good job with that. Now you have an opportunity, which you showed to Val and I, when we were there, which is pretty exciting. So maybe, maybe go into that now. What, what's the next step that's kind of open to you and, and, and how was your timeline with that? Sure. Well, what we've done is uh, through some series of investigation and, and bringing in even a consultant to help us, there was a couple of um, high school venues that we thought, okay, this isn't our ultimate destination for space, but can we take the lid off in a sense? And that was really uh, the lid off to the space and the parking and, you know, the spaces for kids to be better and bigger. And and so what we did was we uh, – 
did some investigation and we, we landed at uh, Clarkson High School, which is a community just, we're a twin city, kind of a border town, Lewiston and Clarkston. And Clarkson has a, an auditorium and a, some open spaces for kids that you can create kid spaces in that are it's just going to be fantastic so when we brought a consultant in he said this is the space for sure and here's why and so anyway by the grace of god and and just his favor we secured that space starting in september september 10th 2017 uh for this venue and so we have a contract for three years so we really we're really trusting god that this is going to be uh, this is going to take the lid off. As we've tracked the numbers from, from the mid-2000s, you know, we basically have the same thing happen. We start to grow, and we, we get to about 525, 550 on a Sunday, and and then we start to shrink back because, you know, basically the message we're sending the, the community, anybody who's checking out our church, is, is there's no room for me because there's no parking. And, you know, you walk in, and it's packed, and and you're like, and you know, and, and my kids have to go to the basement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so, so the message is great, but there's no space for me. In a sense, it's kind of like we have a no vacancy sign flashing on our roof, you know, wow. when you drive by. And so we know we're missing people, you know. And God's God still, it's it's in His grace, it's been amazing. I mean, people are getting saved and baptized and getting discipled, and it's beautiful. So it's a beautiful mess, but uh, we just know we got to take the lid off. So we're pumped about this opportunity. But it's change, Ian. It's change, you know. It's, well, yeah, uh, no. Challenging. Well, let let me ask you real quick, just before we shift into to what that change looks like. Um, now, I know that you you were looking for this next step for a number of years. I know that. Um, what mm-hmm. you know, maybe just explain how incredible this is that they're willing to let you do this. And and maybe my quick thing is because I'm betting that there's you know a bunch of other churches people listening that would say, yeah, I'm in that spot. Uh, and we've been trying to find another space and it's not happening. And, you know, and so what, what would you think, what are your thoughts about this time? Like, I know it's been years where you've kind of, what, what kind of has happened and, and um, you know, uh, this door that's opened, I mean, how have you seen God move in this? Right. I, you know, I think it's probably good that I, that I mentioned that, you know, we we didn't have a you know like an angelic visitation, <laughs> which would be would be cool, you know, uh, or we we didn't have this you know, like the clouds didn't part and then you know like the words go to CHS Auditorium didn't like go across the sky. I mean, we over the over the years we have tried multiple things. Um, we 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 have a local college here that we thought okay let's do a third service there, so we started that on the campus and. And we tried that for about three years. We've tried an evening service, adding that. Um, we've tried multiple things that never seemed to gain the traction that we thought. And as we've evaluated those, we really feel like we know some reasons why. One of those situations is we didn't offer anything for kids. There wasn't space for kids. And so we, you know, it was kind of its own special venue that was, wasn't good. It wasn't good for the whole family. It was good for adults, but not for kids. And so I think that was the limit to that one when we did it at the college campus. And, you know, I, I mean, it, it had some traction, but it was, it just felt like it wasn't, it wasn't there. And so, you know, the challenge with that is you try things. Uh, you don't say, thus saith the Lord on these things. Uh, many times you just go, this is an experiment. And we're leaning in and saying, God, uh, we want to reach more people. We want to reach the hurting, broken, and far from you. And we're going to step out and take some risk. And uh, But this is your deal. You're in charge, and we're going to steward it the best we can. But 
you know, some people might go, so you failed in those things. And I, and I guess that would be one way to look at it, but I, I like what John Maxwell says. He says, you know, fail forward, you know, yeah, learn from good. learn from what you try. Mm-hmm. And I think what the temptation is is never to try anything new because yeah. what if it fails? And I've told, I've told our our leadership, our staff, and uh, even the congregation, it's like I'm I'm not interested in in being a leader that that just stays comfortable and doesn't try to step out and try new things. And, you know, I'll be very careful about saying thus to hit the Lord on anything. Um, mm-hmm. But I, we're going to, we're going to pray. We're going to seek wise counsel. Uh, we're going to have unity in the decision, but, you know, but we gotta, we gotta step out. Cause what you find is that you learn a lot in the process. Yes. You know? And, yeah. um, and we're, when we're all in process. So <laughs> I don't no, know if I answered your question, but, no, I, but I'm, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm kind of off on a tangent maybe, but no, no. That's really encouraging because I think I think sometimes you know we do want that perfect solution right away, and and uh, yeah. you know your story I just know that you you guys have kind of persevered. So with the school, um, my understanding was you you kind of approached them before, um, but that that is that correct? And it didn't really it wasn't really possible before. But this is kind of a a, a, a door that's you know it's amazing that it's kind of opened. Well, I think, uh, you know, we, we've investigated it before, um, never been formally shut down on that, but we were never serious about it. I think we needed to try some of these other things and say, you know, would this work? And, and, and you know, we've tried some things and we're like, you know, but what, what we found was, what I found personally is, is, you know, we, three years ago, we actually, we even had one of the things we tried in, which, which at the time, you know, a lot of prayer, a lot of energy went into making this decision, but there was an, another church building in our community that came open for sale. And it was a newer building and, um, in, in a part of town that was uh, not the best, but, but it was, you know, it was a nice facility. And we were in a year-long process of negotiating for that building. Um, and we got a, a year-long back and forth with the, it was with a denomination and, we get down to the final offer and we literally got no communication back from them. It was like, they just dropped us and they did, but they didn't say anything. They didn't communicate. It was the weirdest matter of fact, wow. our real estate agent said, I've never experienced anything like this. You wow, know, that'd be tough. And so oh this, you know, we spent time a year earlier rolling out the car to the congregation. Hey, we've got this opportunity and da da da. And so, but what happened was we got to the, a year in and we got to what would have been our final offer. We were at the max. We felt like we could afford and be a good steward and, and then no response. And so we're like, you know, <laughs> what's going on here, God, you know, those questions are in your mind. And we, anyway, we, we finally had to say, you know, write them a, a note back and say, basically, listen, you know, we need to hear from you in two weeks or we're, or we're out of the deal. Well, we still never heard from them two weeks later, so we pulled out of the deal. Well, you know, hindsight, you know, we, we found out a month later that they had another offer rolling in, at the same time as ours, and they ended up selling the building for the exact same price that we offered them, wow. but they sold it to the to the city, to the county, uh, for a fire station, which is the weirdest mm-hmm. thing. But anyway, wow. <laughs> but here's <laughs> what happened. Here's what, here's what it did. Here's what it did in us at the church. And because I, I, you know, I honestly, I was pretty upset with God about it. I was like, God, what's the deal? I mean, I felt like you said, 
we prayed, the elders, uh, the leaders, the congregation, we rolled this out to all of our leaders. Everybody was like, yeah, let's go for it. We feel like it's good and God. And, and, um, and I feel like the Lord said, Kevin, I told you to go for it, but I didn't tell you you were going to get it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I kind of went, because ah. what happened, what, what happened in the process of the year is we realized ultimately we needed to have more money saved. We're, we're a church with no debt. We had money in the bank, but, but it's buildings are expensive. And so, so we said, okay, God, you know, we're going to, we're going to raise money so that, so that we are ready when the opportunity, the right opportunity does come. Cause I felt like that in the end, I felt like that was what it was ultimately about. It's like, you be ready when I bring you the God opportunity. Uh, you'll have money to do what I've called you to do. And I, my, mm. my goal in, and, and this is my goal uh, is I would love for us to get into a building debt free. You know, like mm-hmm. to have enough money where we can build this thing and not have a huge mortgage and all that. So we'll see. You know, I'm not totally anti-mortgage, uh, a little bit of, you know, mortgage, but but wouldn't that be an amazing testimony to God? It's like, yeah, it's a church that did that. So so anyway, we, we got this, uh, but, but we also realized feeling kind of stuck, feeling kind of stagnant. It's like, okay, Lord, we got three years later, we got money in the bank. We got, I mean, almost about $875,000 more than we had three years prior, which is a good, healthy chunk. And, you know, we still ultimately would need more to buy a building, but that's a really good start. And, uh, and then, um, but we need another step. We need a step in between. And so this high school auditorium, we feel like is that it's a, it's a, you know, it's a good sized facility. It'll have a healthy space. It's got a lot of parking. And so we're, we're pumped about it. We're just, we're just, the congregation I believe is excited about it it means a lot more volunteers, a lot more people on our, what we call dream teams. Those are our volunteer teams. Uh, but we feel like, you know, when you make space, what you do is you create opportunity for more leaders to be trained yeah. and equipped and Fantastic. more people to serve. And, and they feel like they got a part, which is wow. key. So it, it's just such a win-win more space for newcomers, more space for existing family, church family members to get engaged and serve. So the whole thing is just going to, take your church to the next level. You know, I appreciate all your thoughts that you just shared about, um, about the transition and just about the journey um, in trying to find space. And even that one whole year, I, I think it, you know, we, we were, we have different questions. You've obviously ma- mapped out here, but I just really felt as we were talking that that's important for people to hear, because I think, I think sometimes, um, you know, and, I, and I've been in this process a bit myself, you know, it's easy, easy to think, Hey, we're, we're going to nail this first thing and and that's god's what god has for us but i agree with you um sometimes there's those steps that and we've had them ourselves here in calgary where you know you think you have a venue you think you have something and then you don't and i think uh, you're right i think it, it's as much about us preparing and god doing something in us uh, you know taking us to where he ultimately knows uh he has a plan uh, as it is anything else. And I think if we can see that, then we don't get discouraged mm-hmm. and we don't kind of, you know, think, well, I failed or, you know, the things you address. So I think that's really good. I, I really appreciate you you sharing that. This ends part one of our discussion with Kevin Beeson about how to navigate change. And I so appreciate Kevin sharing honestly about some of the ups and downs of River City Church's journey to finding a new venue. And I'm sure many of us 
who are on this podcast listening to it can relate to that. And so as we close, I just want to pray for all of us here network-wide uh, who may be believing God for a breakthrough in our ministry or church and looking for another venue or something else that God has promised us and we're not seeing it yet and we need to persevere. I just want to pray that God would encourage and strengthen all of us today. So Father, I just pray right now that you would bless each church, ministry, each leader that's listening to this podcast across our network who's believing you for change, who's believing you for that next step and that breakthrough. And God, I ask you to encourage them. I pray that each person would sense your grace and would that faith would arise. And Lord, there'd be confidence, even if there's been perceived missteps or difficult times in the past, Lord, I just pray that, Father, each one would be able to let go of that and trust you that you have a plan and that, Lord, even in this waiting period, even in this in-between time, you're doing something. You're working something into each heart that is going to prepare them for the next level. Lord, I pray for that and I pray blessing on each one. And I thank you again for Kevin's thoughts and his honesty today. And we just rejoice in what you're doing in River City Church and what you're going to do across our network. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, that's part one. And uh, we'll also be releasing shortly part two. And in part two, uh, Kevin will share more specifically about how he communicated um, the change with his church and also the steps of execution that he's followed in order for them to be able to move into that facility come this fall. So you're not going to want to miss part two. It'll be coming soon. Thank you for joining us for the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at lifelinks.org.